It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Salser with you. It's Dallas week. Dallas there it sucks, is, buddy. Did there you know that? If, if, if there is one message, I don't really have too much to say this week. I've been checked out the last few days. It's been lovely. I've been off. I've been sleeping. I've been resting. Yes. Some well-deserved pre- rest. Preparing for Dallas week. Uh, which which for me starts today and really tomorrow. Bring it time. Um, yeah, I just uh, two words for everyone. Dell sucks. That's there really the only message I'm trying to convey this week. Everything else is secondary. Well, Dallas, well I think, look, every week, every time they play Dallas, it's exciting in the city. Obviously, we work at WIP. WIP is the hub of the Eagles-Dallas rivalry. It is where, you know, Dallas week still lives. But I also think like kind of a weird reality of the Eagles Dallas rivalry is they haven't played a ton of meaningful games here in Philadelphia recently. Like it feels like all the big games they play are in Dallas. If you look back to like where uh, to, to the Eagles Cowboys matchups in Philly, like just look at Dak, like Dak never plays his rookie year. they, They played a game that mattered, but that was all the way back in 2016. His second year, the game didn't matter. The third year, mattered but like was a long time ago and then after that the fourth year there was that shoulder injury game which was a terrible game didn't play in 2020 played all backups in 2021 and didn't play in 2022 so for all of the hype of like eagles cowboys at the link like big game we haven't had one this big and this important with like this much at stakes and both teams healthy like jalen versus Dak, sirianni versus that coaching staff like micah parsons like we haven't had a game of this magnitude in the link against the Cowboys in a really long time. So as great as Eagles Cowboys week always is, and as beautiful as it always is to hear you say your favorite saying, this feels like the first time in a long time where the game is like, like, I can't wait for this thing to kick off. Like, this is why you 
grow. Like, this is why you get into the field. Like, this is going to be a phenomenal game, a ton of pressure. I definitely want to get into, get into it with you on like the stakes and how big this is. But just doing my research for this game, it's just crazy how few we've gotten of these in Philadelphia. Yeah, no, and look, I, I think uh, it is surprising. I think it's also that, you know, it's one of those things where Dallas has kind of been like a, like a thorn in the Eagles' side, but like it's hard to ever really be that concerned about them, you know, because they haven't made a championship game since, you know, I was in uh, high school or middle school. First time you know? on the pod this week. It is true, though. Like, it's like you look at them and you're like, yeah, you know. But, mm -hmm. no, I will say, look, this is the first time Jalen, Nick, Dak, and Dak, like Jalen and Nick have squared off with a good team against the Cowboys yeah. team. Last year, obviously, Cooper Rush wasn't there, or Cooper Rush was there when Jalen was there. Gardner Minshew started the next mm -hmm. one in Dallas, um, which would have been a massive game, you know, with the the division still technically on the line and all that type of stuff. But yeah, there hasn't been one. It really hasn't. And this is actually, you know, well, about as just, perfect as it gets record wise, you know, they're yeah, the top two records in the NFC, along with that, you know, Detroit slightly better than Dallas. But yeah, I mean it's it sets up as a big one. So well, just think about this like, season too, though. But this is Jalen Hurts' fourth fourth year with the Eagles, right? Fourth year, third year as a starter. He hasn't played a single like meaningful game against Dak really in Philadelphia. Like, how weird is that? Like, he hasn't even really played Dak. Like his rookie year, they went up went off against each other. I'm pretty sure, right? Dak played that game uh, in 2020 where. Uh, he had the touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. I, I've did. totally blocked that. Whole well, there, there was that there. meaningless game. There was like a little bit of playoff hope, but that one was kind of meaningless. The yeah, next year, that was the BS playoff hope. Right. Yeah. The 2021, uh, you know, Jalen's the starter. Third week, they get absolutely demolished. Like Jalen hasn't had his big. They don't big, run the ball. I, see, that's yeah, where they I don't, don't run the ball. Yeah. I don't count that as a, like, a, like it just doesn't count. Like that was not Jalen and Nick is the point. You know, well, that's it what was, I'm saying. Like we, it was, but it doesn't count for it wasn't the right. Jalen and Nick we know. We haven't we haven't seen these guys since they've established themselves go up against Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is our first chance to do that. So yeah, the Cowboys are a weird team too. I know we'll get into the specifics of it and all that, but they are like not the team you think they are. They're still they're still very good. I still think they're the second best team in the NFC. The Lions have an argument for that. I'm like kind of out on the Niners after losing three straight. But yeah, I mean, I this is like a massive, massive game for, for this team. It's one of the biggest regular season games we've had in the city in a really long time. Yeah, no, it is. Well, it's funny because we just had that Dolphins game, which we felt was the biggest yeah. win, regular season win of the, the Sirianni Hurts era. And, and this one right on the heels of it. And look, that's what the schedule was this year with these games coming up and all that. Um, but look, this one, you know, heading into a bye, a chance to go to the bye eight and one, a chance to have set themselves up or where they come out of the bye with that, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Dallas, Seattle thing. It's like if you go into that eight and one, I mean, you've just completely, um, you know, kind of set uh, like no other better way. You've set yourself up so that you can you can fail a couple times. If you go right. two and three in that run, you're still uh, probably the best record in the in the in the conference, or at least two and uh, three and two, whatever. And they obviously have a chance to win any of those. So. Yeah, this is like a massive game from an Eagles-Cowboys perspective. It's massive for the division. It's massive for the conference. Like, this is a game, you know, at the end of the year when when the one the, the one seed is decided, there'll be like three or four games that we can point to where we're like, it got decided in those games. This is one of those games. Well, and that's why I think this is such a massive swinging point for the season. And this is the way I phrased it this week. 
I know it sounds hyperbolic and I recognize that, but I, I think that like there's a lot of truth to it. I think if the Eagles win on Sunday and they move to eight and one and they push the Cowboys back to five and three, I like my confidence that they're going to go to the Super Bowl just skyrockets. Because at that point, I really, really like their chance of being the one seed. I think they're going to have more wins than the Lions. I know the Lions have an easier schedule the rest of the way, but the Lions are still learning how to win to an extent. Like the Eagles are a well oiled winning machine. I know they have a tough schedule coming up, but like if you can beat Dallas and move to eight to one, and then you have a you have advantage on the Niners. You still play the Niners, so you can put a game ahead on them. Like if they can win on Sunday, I'll feel more confident than ever that they're going to the Super Bowl. And as I said at the beginning of the year, if they go to the Super Bowl, they're winning the Super Bowl. So Sunday is a massive game in that regard. But then on the flip side of that, if you lose it, right? So if you lose it, you'll be tied with the Cowboys for losses. You'll have the you'll they will currently have the tiebreaker advantage having beat you once. The next time you play them is in Dallas. The Eagles have really struggled in Dallas. Not saying they can't go to Dallas and win, but they have struggled there. And then you do have the tough slate coming up. So I just think this is such a massive like pendulum swing for their season, where if we're doing a post-game pod Sunday night and they won, like the Super Bowl trip is on. Like, like they are ready to go. But if they lose, and I don't think they'll like collapse by any stretch, trust me, but it just things look a lot murkier if you lose this game on Sunday just because of the standings, like that loss against the Jets really starts to kind of come back and haunt you. So it's just a, it's a massive game on my confidence of their ability to like, cause they, I think they can win on the road in the playoffs, but if you have that home field and you're the one seed and you get the bye, like nobody is coming into Philadelphia and beating the Eagles. Nobody, not the Niners, not the Cowboys, not the Lions, not whoever comes out of the wild card round now, but if the Eagles have to go somewhere like that becomes a little trickier. So so Sunday really kind of cements their how strong of a, a stronghold they have on the number one seed. Yeah, uh, it's huge for the number one seed. I'm not going to get too carried away on. Look, we've we've seen the ebb and flow of the NFL. I, I just I believe in that. I believe the Eagles are probably going to lose a game we don't expect them to, and Dallas is going to lose a game that people don't yeah, expect sure. them to, and all that. So like, I don't, I don't, th- I think it's too early in the season to say that this game decides things one way or the other. But it's it's definitely a fulcrum game. It's definitely a game where. If they win it, it just so increases their chances to win the division, which is that first thing they have to do in order to get the one seed in the first place, in order to not be the five seed, which is almost just important. As I honestly think it's more important for them to win the division and be the Agreed. two seed than it 100%. is to lose. You know what I mean? So so I do think that um, I think it's a massively important game for the division. I can't go with like they're in. I, look, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I said it before the season, but. We've just watched our three re- seasons in a row, and I'll give you the union if you want to make it four, but three seasons in a row with the Phillies twice and the Eagles where we all thought they were winning it all uh, deeper into the season and they didn't. So I'm not going there yet. Uh, I'm learning from, from past lessons. But it's okay to believe. Like, it wasn't it's okay to believe, to believe but I'm not, saying, yeah. I'm not saying they're not losing at home in the playoffs. They could. I think they could. Like, I don't expect them to, but, like, they could. But what I will say is if they win this game on Sunday, I think they're, they should be the prohibitive favorite to go to the Super Bowl, and they will be. Yes. And they and they will be super well positioned for the one seed. The Detroit thing is looming, uh, but I agree with you. I think you know, look, the Detroit also just lost thirty eight to six to the Ravens like a week and a half ago or whatever. So well, what's tough about? Um, oh, sorry, good. No, go ahead. I was just saying what what's tough about like sometimes I think when we view the number one seed, we almost do it like power rankings. Like, well, the Eagles are the best team, so they are going to get the one seed. Then I think it's this thing. Like, really, what decides the number one seed in a lot of ways? And clearly, it's the team and your ability to win consistently and all that. 
But the schedule is a massive part of who decides to be the number one seed. And if you look, I'll I'll pull up. I know the Cowboys. Uh, the Lions schedule is super easy. Like the Lion, that's the big difference. The Eagles and the Niners, or the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the Niners all have like decently tough schedules. Right. And the Lions schedule is a joke. Well, if you look at the Lions, so I'll pull it up just real quick. They have the Chargers, not a super easy game, but like not a terribly tough game. The Bears, the Packers, the Saints, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings. Like those are their next stretch. Like there's a chance they could win all of those games. You look at the Cowboys schedule and I don't think the Lions will win all those games because ultimately I think they're still learning how to win. The Cowboys have the Eagles this week. Then they have the Giants, terrible. Panthers, terrible. Commanders, free falling. Seahawks, tough game for sure. And then things toughen back up for the Dolphins. Like the end of their schedule. I'm sorry, for toughen back up for the Cowboys. The end of their schedule is hard, whereas the Eagles end the schedule is easy. But these next five weeks of the Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions, the Eagles have by far the toughest schedule. Now, the end of the season, they get the Giants twice and the Cardinals, which you should go 3-0 and in those games, especially if you need them. Like, if you're just resting that last game, maybe you lose it. Although, frankly, I think the Eagles' backups could beat the Giants' starters. But, like, these next five or six weeks are really going to decide a lot on, like, that number one seed. And the Eagle, it begins Sunday. Like, you have the Cowboys at home. You have to win this game because going to Dallas is going to be difficult. And I also think... They made that statement against the Cowboy, uh, the Dolphins. It was a massive statement, like best one we've seen them have. This team is most definitely capable of just like beating Dallas convincingly. I think Dallas has strengths, but I don't think they're the team everyone thinks. They're good, but they're 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 weird. But like, this could be another big statement game for the Eagles. Like, you win Sunday, you go into the bye off this win. Like, I think everyone everyone feels a lot better. But it'll be a long two weeks if if they lose. Oh, it'd be massively long. And yeah, the buy part of it makes it huge. The going in with the confidence and feeling good, though you could argue going into the buy before their big, you know, uh, uh, you know, schedule Chiefs. coming up to, yeah. you know, the chiefs are going in like angry and, and pissed off. We've seen how this team responds from that. So that, you know, I guess from that perspective, maybe not the best point by me, but I do think that in terms of just from a pure scheduling perspective, when you look at the, the way the schedule shakes out, I think this is the, like it isn't necessarily the biggest game of the season, but I think it's the most must win game left. Like, yeah, yep, it, I agree. The, the, the ebb and flow of it all, assuming they'll win certain ones, lose other ones, whatever. Like, like this is Dallas at home. This is Dallas at home. Like, boom, end of story. Like, you got to win at least one or two against Dallas to win this division. Like, they will not lose both games to Dallas. I don't, I don't think I would be shocked if they lost both games to Dallas and still won this division. I agree. So, I think you got to win one or two. And I, well, this and is the one that you're, you're, you should win. This is the one you'll be favored in of the two most likely. This is the one where, you know, you're heading into your buy. Like there are just so many reasons that this team absolutely has to win this game this week. Well, and especially because as exciting as the Chiefs matchup is and the and the Bills matchup and all those, like those are out of conference games. Well, like that's the my Chiefs point. This is the division yeah. game. It's the one that matters the most. It's just yeah, flat the Chiefs out. are a tough, exciting game, and it's big because it's a win or a loss, but it's not big. Like compared to the Seahawks, the, the Chiefs game or the and the Niners Bills game. are the two least important of the five or six. Yes. If you want to include this Dallas game games, there's not even it's not even a question. That's obvious. The Chiefs one matters from a you know a, a, a us and and I'm sure for them perspective, but it just mm -hmm. isn't. You can't compare it. Out of conference games just don't matter as much, and and then in conference non division games just don't matter as much as division yep. games. So it is one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, like it's just exciting because. As, as fun as Dallas week always is and, you know, people talk about the old games and like blah, blah, blah. It's just nice to have it mean something. So yeah, it's fun to it's fun to have Dallas week back again, like really back. And like, I can't wait to get to the link on Sunday, like the pregame show. The crowd will be crazy, I'm sure. 
Like it's a, it's just a, it's a massive game. We've said that a ton, but it's just my biggest thought heading into this. It's why they pay you the big bucks right there. Thank you. you. Be like, hey guys, that. Eagles, big Cowboys, game. two best records in the NFC. It's a big game. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> it's the biggest one they've. Uh, it's the biggest one they've had in a while against well, Dallas. I, I do think. I, I like. I do think stakes wise to the point we made before. I don't know if it's the biggest, but I think it's the most must win game they've had. And and if I had just zoomed, you know, uh, thirty thousand feet out on mm-hmm. the schedule and just said, all right, you can for not you know just because you want to beat them or whatever but in terms of like looking at the schedule and breaking it down and say like all right what's the most important game they win you know like just like you know you know how schedules work right i would say this Dallas game like this is the most important game to win just the way though yeah, i agree and another chance of them but the way this all shakes out like like you need this one you need this and one. emotionally to your point like after everything that happened with the niners like me going on that san francisco station like trust me the niners game is definitely emotionally one where you're like the Eagles are going to want to win it. The fans are really going to want it. Mm-hmm. Although, frankly, the Niners might get there at like six and five. Like their schedule is not right. is not, not easy the rest of the way. But, yeah, and and they might suck. Like when we'll get to that with the trade deadline. But yeah, I mean, just this was in the offseason when we had the debate: Would you rather beat the Cowboys or the Niners? Like it was always the Cowboys because of the division. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for this one. I can I'm tell. Pumped. I like that you're you're bringing yeah. the big like the. Can't wait to do Go Birds on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be. Let's go. Yeah, it's a fun weekend. Dallas sucks. There it is. Uh, All right, they do. They really do suck. The city sucks. The the team sucks. I'm not going to rip the people. I don't know the people from Dallas. I'm sure they have some people who suck. I'm sure there are some lovely people who will have fun partying with when we're down there. Come to Dallas with us. Uh, yes, had someone else message me saying they were coming, so it's going to be a good crowd. If they they win here and then win there. It's a good point. Lock it up. Um, to the point we made where I don't think the Eagles can win the division if Dallas wins, uh, beats them twice. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. goes both to I, don't, I don't think Dallas is winning the division if the Eagles win twice. All right, Elliot, I want to dive into the game itself because I know you've done some research on Dallas. And then we'll get to the trade deadline. Obviously, would have been probably leading with the deadline of how he had done something, but nothing else more, but obviously some trades around and the idea of them not doing anything. I want to get to that, but I want to dive into the Dallas game because like, we spend so much time um, talking about like themes and narratives of the season and yeah. all that, and, and rightfully so, and we should. It's very rare we actually like have a game this big with two teams that 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 we know and that matter, and we can kind of break the game down more too. So I want to get into that uh, before we dive into the game. Download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. I mean, I, as we always say, what are we doing here? That's what, what we are we? What, what are, we, are doing? we doing here? Yes, yes. yeah. I, I look. I agree, and I mean basketball is back right oh. like that's been fun oh. been doing been doing some of that i mean so fun and everyone, painful at the same time everyone they're, check they're, out the clap your hands pod if yes, you, yes if you're interested in basketball or the sixers uh i will say we talk gambling wrong, on there quite wrong a bit with you if you're in with the sixers uh no i'm just kidding um check it out though it is a uh uh great pod with with my two best buds jack and Elliot talking sixers but you can also listen to them and bet Sixers, bet basketball, bet against the Sixers, whatever it takes. But, you know, more than anything, we've got tomorrow our our, our Bet Parks picks pot will come out, picking every game on the slate. We may not win, but you know what we do? We have the best we time doing it. We, we try. We, try. Yeah. we have so much fun doing it. And more than anything, that's the beautiful thing about the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app is it's fun. It's just freaking fun. It's fun to watch these games and win money on it. Like, you know what I was watching? Detroit versus Las Vegas the other night. You know why? 
because I bet on the Bet Parks app. That was it. There was no other reason Only to reason. watch a football game. That was it. But instead, I got Jared Goff stuff going on. I got sex stuff going on. I got winner stuff. I got over-under stuff. I got, and it was a blast. And I enjoyed watching that stupid, stupid, stupid game so yeah, much more than look I that ever good. No, no. Like, they they were able to move. The, it was kind of like early season Eagles with the able to yeah. move all over the field but couldn't convert in the red zone. But the point was, it was way more fun to watch that game. So I had action on it. Plus, you can bet on baseball. Like Ellie said, basketball, soccer. There's so much fun stuff to bet on right now. And here's a great deal for you. If you download the app, new users, if you make a $10 winning bet, you get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. It is a great deal. You must be tw- uh, all the website uh, information is on the website, betparks.com. You must be 21 and president of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So I woke up this morning and I, I was warm, but you look at the temperatures outside and it's wild. Like it was what, 85, 80 last week. And it's yeah, now it's in the thirties, like the, the high forties, yeah, low forties. Yeah. It's been, yeah. So what's happening is we can all, we can all see it. The temperatures are drop dropping rapidly. It's turning bone chillingly cold. I'm just going to read what they wrote. Cause this is just beautiful writing. They're dropping rapidly, turning bone chillingly cold outside. Energy costs are down or are on the rise. If you had old drafty windows, your furnace is working harder than ever to keep your family warm. Why pay unnecessary high energy bills when Window Nation can keep you and your family warm all season long? Window Nation's energy efficient windows are specifically designed for climate changes and will keep the cold air out while lowering your monthly energy costs up to 30%. Speaking of savings, this month only, Window Nation is offering 0% interest for you ready for this? Five years. I feel like it's been two years in the past. Five years, 0% interest. That's 60 months interest-free and get two free windows for every two you buy. Now is the time to protect your family from the elements, lower your energy costs, and upgrade the look and feel of your home. Call Window Nation today and get 0% interest for five years plus two free windows for every two you buy. Offer only good this month and call the company. Over 200,000 families trust with their home. That's 866-90-NATION, 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. Tell them go bird sent you. Tell them we sent you. All right, Elliot. Um, you did some research. You actually worked for this game. Might as well. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, uh, what a thought. Is it it is a it is a big game. That's the theme of the pod. Big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of the pod. It's a big game. Yeah, there we go. Um, so look, here's my thoughts overarching on the Cowboys. We can we can start in a few different places, um, bounce around. But my biggest concern with the Cowboys is they take care of the ball. And the Eagles 
do not take care of the ball. Like all year we've talked about the turnovers and they've been mostly able to overcome them. Clearly the one in the Jets game was not good. But this year the Cowboys have lost seven turnovers, which is fifth best in the NFL. The Eagles have lost 13, so over twice as many. That's one of the worst, 23rd in the NFL. The Cowboys have forced no, 13. Quick, to, be, to be fair, real quick, Dallas has played one less game than the Eagles. They've had they their have, fire for sure. So just yep. when you factor in full number things, per game average is probably better. But when you factor in full Agreed. Numbers. Yep. The Eagles have lost 13, 23rd. Cowboys have forced 13 turnovers. That's fourth best in the NFL. And the Eagles have forced 10, which is 20th best. It also feels like they haven't forced a ton of turnovers. They've been better actually the last two weeks. They had one last week and one against the Dolphins. But what I found most kind of like alarming and just surprising is we all joke obviously Dak led the league in interceptions last year and he's been better this year taking care of the ball so Dak is 27th in turnover worthy plays so of all the starting quarterbacks 26 have had more turnover worthy plays than Dak has Jalen Hurts is 11th so like Dak is taking care better care of the ball this year than Hurts is which is wild because coming into the year I would have never thought that Jalen was going to be the one we're going into this game we're saying, well, that's a turnover concern, and Dak is, has been pretty good with it. Now, small sample size, like you said, they have played one, they have played one fewer game, which factors in. But my biggest concern is this Eagles team has been bad taking care of the ball. They don't force a ton of turnovers, and like they've played opponents where it hasn't really mattered because they've been better, and they're better than the Cowboys too. But they're they've been a lot better than some of the teams they've played. I I think against Dallas, like if they turn it over once and don't don't force a turnover, like they could lose. Like that's how how kind of close these teams are where the Eagles are better, but the Cowboys, their ability to take care of the ball. Like this is my worry for the game. Like Elliot's keys to the game. And I know taking care of the ball is, is like every week, but especially this week, like the Cowboys are good at and the Eagles are not like Jalen has to be better this week at taking care of the ball. than he has the first, the first eight games. Like you can't be putting the ball in harm's way. You have to be smart with it in the pocket. You have to protect. Cause like the Cowboys pass rush is, is okay. Like they don't get a ton of pressure. It's really just Micah Parsons. Outside of that, they don't have great defensive linemen. But when they get there, they force the ball out. Uh, the secondary, they're, they're, they don't have Trayvon Diggs. They still have pretty good this year. Not great, not a, like an outstanding secondary, but they force turnovers. So this is on Jalen. Like Jalen in the pocket has to be smart with the ball. When he runs, he has to make sure he takes care of it. When he makes decisions with the ball, like you can't be putting it in harm's way because if this is a no turnover game for the Eagles, I think they win. But the, the concern is the Cowboys are so much better at taking care of the ball. It can be an equalizer between two rosters where really the Eagles have the better roster. All right. Uh, good stuff from you. I appreciate that. I think it was very good. I will say um, just a few things to come back to you with. Uh, for starters, the Dallas has played a, a pretty weak schedule so far, like incredibly weak. The only playoff team they faced are the Niners, uh, you know, uh, and, and they got demolished. Yeah. 42 to 10. They lost. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. I guess the Jets technically could be a playoff team, but they beat them the week after well, the, the Eagles lost happened. to the Jets. Right. But they beat them the week after the Rodgers thing happened. Um, they lost Arizona. You know, the Patriots they beat up on uh, lost to the Niners badly. They barely beat the Chargers and they beat up on the Rams like really bad defenses across the board that they have played just for this turnover thing. Plus, like just for what it's worth in terms of how those turnovers are breaking down. Dallas got, uh, so that Dallas has forced, uh, what's that? Six, 10, 13 turnovers this season. Yep. They, they forced 10 of them in their first four games. So mm -hmm. they had three in week one against the giants, three week two against the jets, none against Arizona and then four against the Patriots. So against the Niners, the chargers and the Rams, they have gotten 
uh, two turnovers in those three games. At, while the Eagles have gotten better at that outside of the Jets game, like so, I get your point, but I think that a lot of those numbers are weighted towards a couple of games: the forty to nothing game against the Giants, and the thirty-eight to three game against New England, and then Zach Wilson with his worst game, you know, that he played this year. I just think those numbers are skewed. Like I, I don't, I get your point, and I think when we're just talking about Jalen and the offense needing to do a better job protecting the ball. Yeah, obviously. And I thought Jalen was great this last game in that other than the first fumble, which is you've talked out. I don't even know if you touch it. And regardless. So there's been a good replay of that. that. Regardless, the point is that is as fluky a fumble or or turnover as you're going to get comparative. They've never turned it over on that play before. So I get your point. I just don't look at Dallas's defense. I think Dallas defense started really strong against some really bad offenses and turned the ball over a bunch and has not been the same unit the last month. So I, I think there's there's some and truth the Trayvon in injury that. part of that too, obviously for sure. Now I will say like the Eagles and Cowboys have played a lot of familiar opponents, like the Rams, the Jets, the Giants. The Eagles haven't. Yeah, they played. The, uh, no, they haven't played the Giants yet. So like no, no, they're, they're, they they have played the Patriots. They have played familiar. Yeah, familiar opponents, opponents like, doesn't do it too much for me. Well, no, but I'm saying you can't yeah. look at the Cowboys schedule and go look at all these bad teams they've played. That no, explains no, 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 it. When I'm the Eagles not, have I was played, just, I agree. I wasn't comparing. I'm just talking right. about the the specific numbers of the turnovers and the teams they're playing and stuff like that and who they turn the ball over to and all that. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just and saying. Just that you know, I don't think they've and and more point out that I wasn't. We were talking about the Eagles' offense. I was talking about the the Dak stuff. I just don't think they've played great defenses. But uh, look, Jalen's been uh yeah more less cautious with the football that's that's fair for sure for sure so other side that's just that that's my biggest concern and you're right like you can look into the uh like you can you can make an argument that the cowboys are maybe like it's a little fluky because their opponents i i still do think like the familiar opponent thing matters in that but yes the, the the eagles have to be smart with the football the other the other surprising thing that i found with the with the cowboys is i think for a lot of years um like with kellen moore there you would look and go, okay, the Cowboys have one of the best offenses. They were always feel like they were near the top of the league in points. They were always near the top of the league in total yards. They're just not really that anymore. Like for as good as like they have talent, like Brandon Cook, C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. Like Brandon their tight ends might that be great. washed. Cooks might they don't use him a ton, but you're right, he might He's be not, washed. He is um, done. Yeah. Tony Pollard has not been great for them, but if you look like so, they are 16th in total yards, which is surprising for them. 14th in yards per pass attempt. That's not good. That's almost bottom half of the league. Uh, they've only had 250 yards passing once all year. Like they have struggled to move the ball through the air. They're not great at running the ball. 19th in yards per carry. So you can make an argument. The Cowboys offense is like maybe bottom half of the league. Like I probably wouldn't put so them there. Why are you making... concerned? Well, because they, they I mean, oh, they take, but, no, 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 but, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Cause they take defense, care of the ball. Right? They take care of the ball, and oh, okay. and their defense is good. So that that's how oh, the well, Cowboys. Well, that shouldn't matter game. though in your analysis of a game. Defense well, you're right. Doesn't defense, matter. Yeah. I was told. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. I I said I said they win because they take care of the ball. They win because they take care of the ball, and that, <laughs> and that's said, what I'm saying. Their so the defense offense, is good. You said the defense is pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying defense doesn't matter whatsoever. It what? just matters less than offense. It just matters less than offense. But so they do. They they struggle to move the ball in a certain extent on offense. But because they take care of the ball, like it doesn't it doesn't impact them as much. Whereas it feels like for the Eagles, the Eagles move the ball up and down the field, but they turn it over so much they don't score as many points as they should. So I think the Cowboys offense, like not that great. But one concern I do have with them is CeeDee Lamb plays a large majority of his his snaps in the slot. The Eagles, maybe Bradley Roby is back this week, but even if he is, 
hasn't played in a few weeks, was unsigned. Like that's not like a massive difference maker coming back. So I do wonder how they'll handle C.D. Lamb in the slot. If they're going to move Darius Slay to the inside, maybe Bradbury's the one to move inside, but I didn't think he played great on the inside when he did it. Slay has done it a little bit in the past, but much better on the outside. So C.D. Lamb could be a potential like heart of the Eagles issues on defense. Like that's where the Cowboys best player is. So I don't know. I mean, would you, would you try to move Slay inside? Would you just put Roby on him? Like hope he, hope they line. I, I don't Roby think on him if on he's there. I, look, I, I think, I, I think it's going to be situational, but l- what I'll say is I'm, I'm sure the Eagles will be ready for it defensively from a scheme perspective. I'm sure they'll have a plan of how to combat it. And I will say like, you know, CD lamb is concerning, but the Eagles have, done a pretty good job of if there's one guy who could beat you kind of like, let's get rid of that guy or just let that guy beat you. And no one else beats you like whatever the philosophy is. And it does feel like I know Tony Pollard's good. Like they have other dudes, but it feels like this Dallas offense right now is CD or nothing. Like that's the way it feels when you watch them play. And that's why they don't put up a ton of yards. Um, But so I just think the Eagles have a matchup problem with CD and look, Sean Desai has done an awesome job. Um, you know, I, I think each week when there's like concerns, he's, he's able to mitigate them to a certain extent. I didn't think against Washington, it was like one guy. It was, he was out coached schematically. I thought by Eric, the enemy, uh, against the Rams, Cooper cup gave them problems early. They adjusted to that, took care of Cooper cup, Tyree kill. I know he had that one touchdown. Didn't feel like he dominated that game. And they only gave up one touchdown on, uh, on, on, on defense. So they've done a good job. You're right. Taking care of certain people. But these are these are also guys that line up on the outside. I know Hill can move into the inside. I'm just curious. And today's Wednesday, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. We'll see what the Bradley Roby situation is. But I was a little surprised they didn't like go out and maybe try to get a great nickel at the deadline, just because it is it is a concern, especially in this game for a game we agree has has big stakes. Like the CD Lamb Bradley Roby matchup is a is a concerning one. So the more we talk, and we'll get to uh, trade deadline in a second, but the more we talk, like. I honestly think they're going to kick Dallas's ass. Like, that's really where I'm at. I really do. I think they're better than this Cowboys team. I do. I think this Cowboys team is is meh. I think most of the NFL is meh right now, to be blatantly honest. Like, I don't think there's, like, greatness that often. And I think the Eagles are just better than Dallas. I think they're they're more prepared for it. I think they're better. I think Dallas is, like, a kind of a very, like, hit-or-miss team. I think one week they can win by 40, and another week they can lose by 20. And I, I just... I think the Eagles are, are, are going to handle business at home. That's where I'm at right now. That, that's so, my official statement. I, I do agree with you that I think the Cowboys, while I think they're better than maybe you're giving them credit for, they're not a special team. Like the, there's not things like when you, when you do research on them and you watch them, like they don't jump off the page at you. I do agree with you on that. Um, so yeah, I, I look, I am going, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the game. I think they're likely going to win. I just, the, the turnovers are what mad or what worry me. But the other thing that I think the Eagles can really take advantage of is the Cowboys don't have a great offensive line and they're dealing with injuries on it. Um, they're 19th in pass blocking, uh, heading into the game. Tyron Smith, uh, didn't play last week because of a stinger. I think he probably will play this week, but he's, he's up in the air. Like it's not a definite. So they have injuries along the offensive line. Their offensive line has not been very good. And we all know this Eagles defensive line can dominate Dak. I think one reason, like one thing with Dak for sure is when he has time in the pocket, we've seen it, like he can pick you apart, but if he has to go on the move, like he's not as good. So that would be, that would be the thing I think where the the defense can really get after him is that offensive line is not very good and the Eagles defensive line is playing well. Like, so I tweeted this, I'd be curious to see um, if you saw it or not, but let me, let me pull it up really quick. Cause it's a, it's a surprising stat. Did you see my, uh, 
I let me, I don't want to spoil it. Cause I'm going to read you I two didn't. players. I didn't see right. it. I didn't see okay. So it. here's not, player not a Twitter. I've been checked out on everything. Right. So here's player a 43 pressures, six sacks, nine hits, 28 hurries. Here's player B 40 pressures, five and a half sacks, nine hits, 25 hurries. Do you want to guess which two players those are? Is it Reddick and Parsons? So it's Parsons is number one. Parsons is obviously one of them. So it's yeah. the other one, Josh Sweat or something. It's Josh like that. Sweat, which yeah, is surprising. Yeah. Like Pars, and I know Parsons gets doubled probably more than Josh Sweat does. But for as much as Parsons gets kind of hyped up and discussed, Josh Sweat has has produced roughly the same amount. And again, I know double teams, all those things factor in. But the Eagles are getting just as much from Josh Sweat. Uh, as they are from Michael Parsons, as the Cowboys are from Michael Parsons. So I think that with this banged up Cowboys offensive line, like you could see a big game from Josh Sweat. I think Reddit could have a big game. Um, you know, the interior of the Eagles defensive line has been really good. The interior of the Cowboys offensive line really is not that good. Um, Tyron Smith, their left tackle is good inside, like Zach Martin, good Tyler Smith, good, but like not any great players on the outside. And then again, like if, um, you know, their right tackle Terrence Steele is not good. So it's definitely an offensive line. I think they can take advantage of. Yeah. Reddick somehow ahead of where he was last year in sacks all of a sudden at this point, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, five and a half through this point last year, second half this year. That's hilarious. More QB hits, more tackles for loss. It's just after those first couple games with the club, it's like, Oh God. And then it's like, Oh, it's on Reddick. There he is. Um, the closer, the best nickname of all time. It is a good uh, nickname. I'm in on the it's a great nickname. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's unassailable. All right. Um, the trade deadline, uh, we'll get, well, to... and I have some more, just, I have some, a little more stuff on this. Um, right, and let's, okay. So I do think what, like why they're winning games in my opinion is their defense. It's not their offense. Like their defense on the defensive line. I think it's basically Michael Parsons. Uh, they don't really have any great edge rushers outside of that or any great interior rushers to be completely honest. If you look at their defensive line, like, they have Demarcus Lawrence, but he only has 21 pressures. I mean, that's over uh, under half of what like Parsons, Reddick, and Sweat have. And then outside of that, they're just guys like Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. So I don't think they have the best pass rush. It's really just Michael Parsons. Last time Parsons played the Eagles, Parsons finished with three pressures and no sacks. So I think they they have a game plan for Parsons. We'll be curious to see. I'll be curious to see kind of how Dan Quinn combats that and how how he moves Parsons around. So the defensive line is not a huge concern for me. What's interesting about their secondary is their secondary is actually pretty good. Like they're 12th in uh, yards per pass, uh, net yards attempt and passing yards allowed. Uh, they have a really good third defense, third down defense. They're six in the league. So they get off, they get off the field on third down. Now this factors into their opponents for sure, but they've allowed 20 or fewer points in five of their seven games. And I think it's really a credit to Dan Quinn. Like I, I think that their personnel on defense is not that special. They have Parsons. Uh, they don't have uh, Trayvon Diggs anymore. He's out for the year. Gilmore has been okay. Uh, the corner that stepped in for, um, excuse me, the corner that stepped in for Diggs has been okay. Deron Bland, he's having a good year. They have a good safety in Malik Hooker. Donovan Wilson's having a good year. So like they have decent talent, decent personnel on defense, but it's not like game changers all over the field. But despite that, they've been a defense that has been really, really good. So Last week, I thought Desai got outcoached by Eric Bieniemy. I do think one matchup of concern this week is Dan Quinn versus Sirianni and Brian Johnson. Like I, I think Eagles have have enough individual talent on offense that they can win their one on one matchups, and that's the ultimate kind of you know equalizer when it comes to coaching. But I do believe that this Dallas defense, like the Dan Quinn coach Dallas defense, could be a problem for for this Eagles offense, or at least like 
they'll put up more of a fight. I mean, with how good the Eagles offense played last week, like you feel good. They played good against Miami, played good against Washington. I think against Dallas, it, it, it's more of a test for sure. Yeah, they're better defense. I agree. Um, did you want to get in on the trade deadline? Any thoughts on what yeah. Howie on Howie not doing anything else? I mean, a lot of people thought he was going to. The reports he was going to we'll get to the Niners trade in a sec, but um, your thoughts on Howie not making another move? So, I think like a couple things about it. One, heading into the deadline, the Eagles were in a situation that the other teams were not in. The Eagles did not have uh, a, a reason to be desperate. They didn't have to overpay for anything. They did not have any moves they had to make. Like their offense is clicking at a high level right now. I think their defense has enough talent on it. I'm not as out on Slay and Bradbury as other people are. There was the Jalen the Jalen Johnson rumor out of Chicago. That didn't really make a ton of sense to me. He's a good young player for Chicago, but also like, where is he going to play? He's not going to start on the outside. He hasn't played inside on the nickel. So I didn't think it made a ton of sense to give up a major asset for him, which is what they probably would have had to give up. They probably would have had to give up a second or a third round pick. I don't think that was worth it because um, he's never played the nickel. So I didn't think that made a ton of sense. Like I would have gotten a running back. Their running game has not been good over the last month. If you look at the first month of the season versus the last month of the season, the first month they were averaging like almost six yards a carry or uh, at least Swift was. And then the last month they're at like half that. They're at like three and a half. So I think they're, the running backs have not been good. I think Kenny Gainwell's caught a lot of heat for this, but I think Swift has also not been good. So running back is something I would have considered. I'm sure they looked into it. Maybe there wasn't anything there. But overall, over the last like 10 days, they did acquire Kevin Byard, which is a big one. I like the Julio signing more than most. Had a touchdown last game, so feel good about Julio. I think they could have added depth for sure, but I don't think it's a situation where I would be surprised if come playoff time or like end of season, we're looking and saying, man, they really should have traded for, for like this type of player. Like Again, maybe backup offensive lineman if you can get it, but there was a really good quote. I think it was Robert Sala talking about it, or maybe it was Joe Douglas saying like no one trades offensive linemen. So I like, I agree that would have been a great position, but I just, I don't think there was anything great out there. Like we could debate the chase young thing. Like, I don't know if you would have matched for a third round pick. No. Um, you would no. not. Why not? I, I just wouldn't have given up a third round. I mean, he's very inconsistent. He's super talented player, but he's had like eight good games, you know, like in his career. I, look, he's probably better than that. I'm being a little unfair, but. Like, I, I just wouldn't have given up a third-round pick. More. I don't think he's a big enough need for the Eagles. And, like, you could argue to keep him away from the Niners. But I don't know. Is he going to go play quarterback in San Francisco? No? I don't think okay, so. Okay, well, then I'm not su I'm not super concerned about it. Like, I, I just I, – look, I think going out, the Eagles had one massive need that they had to take care of, and that was short up the back end of the secondary. And he went out and got an all-pro guy for that. Like, I think he crushed mm -hmm. it. I got no complaints. Zero. Zero so about the trade deadline. I, I don't think and I, I would you. Like, I would take a second running back. I agree. I don't love game out there. I think you do better. Uh, O-line, I was the one talking about that going in, but probably impossible. Like, I there are spots I could upgrade, but, like, I just – it is what it is. I think he did a fine job considering this situation. So, my my thing on the chase – excuse me. on So, Montez Sweat, I thought the, the Bears definitely overpaid. Giving up a second-round pick for him, I thought, was crazy. I would not have done that, especially with where they're at in their team. The third-round pick for Chase Young. If I was on the phone with the Niners, I'm sorry, Washington, and they were like, we're going to trade them to San Francisco if you don't give us a three, I would have considered it for a couple reasons. One, like their edge rushers have been good this year. Sweat and um, and Reddick have been good, but they're playing like 80% of the snaps. Or maybe it's, sorry, it's more like 75, 72%. And those guys after like Brandon, Brandon Graham is barely playing. Nolan Smith is not playing. Derek Barnett is barely playing. 
So I think like adding adding Chase Young to this defensive to to the edge rusher uh, position would have helped for sure. Like I agree that with his injury history, I don't think he is actually a top ten edge rusher in the NFL. But this year, when it comes to hurries, he's nowhere close. Well, I'm just saying this year, in terms of hurries, he he has been top ten. So like he is playing at a high level this year, and I am not afraid of San Francisco. I do not think San Francisco will come into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles, and I think the Eagles can go to San Francisco and beat the Niners. I don't think they have a good home field advantage there, but they are one of the three other teams in the NFC that you might worry about a little. I guess we could maybe add the Seahawks there, and Chase Young's a good player. Like he is a good player, so if the logic is going to be like, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl, just go add talent. I think there would have been logic to trading for Chase Young. I think it would have kept sweat and Reddick fresher. I think he's better than Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith and Derek Barnett are right now, like maybe even combined. So I don't know. I, I think that they probably overpaid a little bit. He is a free agent at the end of the year, but I think there is logic in, in just adding to, to your roster and keeping him away from a team that is yeah, like I, look, one of the other I get ones. your point. I, you can't trade because another team's trading for a guy. Like, unless it's like a, a very unique situation. I don't think you say, well, the Niners are going to chase Young. Let's go get him. Like, I don't think you do that. Look, they went out and got Bayer. That was a great trade. They gave up less than the Niners gave up for Chase Young. Look, I think Chase Young's a fine player, but like, first of all, you can't judge on hurries. Hurries are a lot. Like, that's a team that's been down a lot. They've been pass rushing a lot. He's probably got more hurries than teams that have been in run defense situations a lot and stuff like that. There's a lot of different factors that I just like, uh, would I take chase young in a vacuum for a, a fourth round pick? Yeah, probably for a third round pick. Maybe like, again, this is a hundred percent of rental. Like this dude is a free agent at the end of the year. Like you are paying for this amount of time, which again, I'm fine with doing. It's just a third round picks a valuable pick. Howie Roseman, it is, I agree. A, Howie Roseman can do a lot with a third round pick. I trust Howie Roseman to utilize that third round pick in a better way. Than, than what he would have gotten for Chase Young. So I get it. I just don't think you can trade for someone because another team's taking him. I think that's a bad thing. It's not the reason I would have done it. I think it, it's but a, wad, a bad way to do little. business. It's yeah. a bad way to do business, I think. Um, yeah, right. I, it wouldn't be the main reason. It would just, I would have factored into my decisions. I wouldn't have, but I get your point. And I wouldn't, I, would, I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have given up a third for Chase Young regardless, but I certainly wouldn't just because the Niners were. You know, yep. it wouldn't have factored into my way. All right. Um, you got anything else on the game or the deadline? Nope. I'm good. Love it. All right. Final thoughts. Um, I don't really have any. I've been so focused on Dallas and thinking about that. Like, I feel like my whole brain is, is on the Dallas Cowboys Eagles game. I right have, now. So. I have spent 43 minutes on the Dallas Eagles game this week. So right. we're very different this week. Yes. Yeah. I was checked out, uh, but I'm here now and it's go time. Uh, Halloween is awesome. And I, I was not a big Halloween fan, but now that I have a kid, Halloween is the best holiday. And I will, I, it has moved up my holiday rankings, like just so high now, all yeah. of a sudden out of, I yeah. couldn't, I last, mean, cool. last year, I couldn't care less about it. This year is the cutest day of my life. That's the, yeah. It looks, I mean, definitely seems like the kids really enjoy it, which is, oh, which is nice. My Fun God. to watch them walk around. The kid, yeah. the happy, the joy and in, in, in a kid's face. Oh my goodness. Just great times. Great. Did you get a lot of good candy. Zoe did. Yeah. She's loaded nice. up. Very nice. Well, you loaded. did by extension. Yeah. I'll eat some of it. Don't get me wrong. It'll work. Yeah. Out. Very nice. It'll work out. Uh, all right. Um, Bet Parks picks pod coming out tomorrow. Elliot will be back. Saturday, we'll be doing yes. our normal show, a, a massive Eagles-Cowboys pregame show Saturday, game on Sunday, post-game pod, all kinds of stuff coming up. By then, the bye week. Yes, sir.
That'll be nice. Should be fun. Big game on Sunday. Is it a big game? Big game on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will make our official picks in the Bet Parks pod. Check that one out. And then Saturday, until then, he's Elliot and James.